This is Susan, bringing you hope for the uprooted. I'm delighted you joined me today. You know how I love the pleasure of your company. And I'll tell you what, I know that this is a busy season for you. Uh, Christmas always seems to be busy for us as women with the many, many things that we have on our plate. And so just the fact that you pause for a minute, maybe you just sat down for a minute, or maybe you just decided you needed a break. Hey, in any case, thanks so much for tuning in. I know your typical busy Christmas season because I live it also. I know how the stores begin decorating in November and the commercials promote all the latest and greatest things that the kids seem to feel like they have to have and Gosh, all the articles and advertising and promotion of Christmas sales. I know that, you know, I just can't believe Christmas music is played on the radio the day after Thanksgiving. And, you know, um, it's just a, a crazy time. The holiday season is filled with things to do and places to go. And it just seems like that there's, you know, parties and baking and gift wrapping and dinners and church activities and gosh by the end of the month if you're like me I'm just exhausted. You know we always pick out the perfect gift with beautiful wrapping paper and wire ribbon and pretty bags and tissue and gift cards and it just seems like that we just love the the pretty wrapping part of Christmas. It, it looks so nice under the tree to have those pretty bows or a pretty bag. And it just seems like I often um, think that, gosh, you know, gifts with ribbons are beautiful and are meaningful and are purchased with a lot of care. But there's a lot of gifts that we can give without ribbons Gifts that we give from ourselves, gift that just requires us to show up in someone's life. And for all the pretty ribbons and all the pretty packages and all the pretty bags of Christmas, I just want to share with you eight ways that you can give gifts without ribbons this holiday season. And guess what? You can do this 12 months a year. Um, your gift without ribbons doesn't have to be just during the month of December. I would love for you to um, just practice these things all year long. I know I try to as best I can. But so many times at Christmas, the very thing that we can't buy in the store is the very thing we need and that's peace and contentment and joy and those are things that money can't buy and those are things that uh, that we just seem to to need so desperately that only Jesus Christ can give us and it is that um, understanding that he truly is the reason that we celebrate the season of Christmas and so many times we seem to crowd him out with the busyness and the rush of Christmas so many times we seem to just kind of push him aside and we get caught up with the commercial 
part of Christmas, and then we forget the amazing gift of Jesus Christ that God gave us. He is our true gift without ribbons, because He um, He brings us that unconditional love. He brings us uh, through a relationship with Him the peace and the joy, and He brings us forgiveness. And he brings us all of the very things that uh, money cannot buy. He gives us that eternal life, restoration, um, security, significance in who we are. We are daughters of the King. Jesus is the ultimate expression of God's love. And he truly is the gift of the season. I just want us to not forget that. And you know, amidst all the the gift wrapping and the shopping and the decorating and the cooking and all of that, add to that the broken, painful relationships, the tension and discord in your family, separation between family members, add to that loss of a loved one and loneliness and grief. And then there's fear of the unknown and, you know, loss of a job. I mean, these are overwhelming things when you add that um, to all of the commercialism of Christmas and all of the fun part of getting ready for Christmas. But so many times in so many lives, there's brokenness and there's pain and there's health issues and there's um, things that you're dealing with that are matters of the heart that really sometimes rob us of the joy of the gift of Christmas. And we don't intentionally leave Jesus out. It just seems to happen that everything else is crammed into life during this sacred season. And then we find we have no room for him. And it's sad. And I mean, I'm, you know, I'm just as guilty as the next person in checking my list and making sure I've got everything done and add to that that it's a season of uh, remembrance for me with the loss of my husband Bill and you know all of that together it just makes a lot of times um, for as much a joyful season a very difficult time and I'm aware of that for so many of you and so I just want to encourage you that um, to think beyond the gifts that we give and the calendar that we have that has so many things in it to do and what to do and think about the gifts we can give to one another that don't have ribbons because the greatest gift that has been given to us, that treasured gift that I treasure the most, is Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior. And so based on that being my solid foundation and what his gift to us is, I just want to encourage you with the gifts that we can give each other that express him in ways others can see, touch, and feel. It's demonstrating an observable love 
that we can pass on to family and friends and even strangers. And, you know, you might say, well, how can I celebrate Jesus? You know, I go to I go to the Christmas concert. I go to the Christmas Eve service. I, I participate in activities in the community. And, you know, how can I do that? You can be a light, my friends, in a dark world. You know, the candle is not significant. It's the light that is. The candle is a vessel to give light. And I want your light to shine. We are drawn to light. And I encourage you to radiate victory in Christ, not the defeat of your circumstances. So you can be a light. You can reflect him by your actions and your words. And in these eight ways, this is an example of how to reflect him in your actions and your words. You can be that fragrance of Christ by living out his word. Take it from your head to your heart. Leave behind that sweet aroma of Christ. Plant seeds of kindness and joy and patience and um, and give encouragement. But let me get down to the actual eight, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight ways that you can give gifts without, without ribbons. One is to be hospitable to one another. First Peter 4, 9. Genuine hospitality is opening your heart and your home selfishly, self Lessly, selflessly, with what you have, not with what you buy, but just with the who that you are. You see, hospitality is about people, not preparation. I've always had a huge tree in my den filled with memorable decorations. And since I've lost Bill years ago, in fact, it will, it's almost 10 years ago, I have had a very, very small tree that goes on a table, a little four-foot tree that fits on a table. You see, it's not about the tree and the size of it and the decoration. It's about the people. I don't always bake everything from scratch. Sometimes I'll just freeze some pastries and that I've gotten at the store and just pull something out and say, hey, come over and we'll just enjoy a scone together. And it's something I defrost at the last minute and put on a pot of coffee. I just, I just want to encourage you that you don't have, it, have to have it all done perfectly, that it is the who that you are and the welcoming of your heart and the fact that you invite people in and just um, reflect that light, be that, let your light shine. Hospitality can begin in conversation. It, It can begin with eye contact. It can begin with listening. You know, it's just, it's that reaching out and inviting in and gathering together. It's a place where it's not show and tell, but it's touch and feel. It's, it's a place of acceptance and warmth and, and to share and to be heard and to be listened to. So these are gift, that's a gift uh, that you can give without ribbons. 
And I encourage you to think of a way that you could extend hospitality to someone um, who just needs the warmth and acceptance of your home or of yourself. Um, You can even meet them at McDonald's and have the kids play in the playground or whatever at the park. The important thing is that you have that fellowship of hospitality. The second thing I would encourage you is to come alongside someone. Ecclesiastes 4.10 If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. Come alongside. In other words, be that extension of Christ's love to someone in need. There always There's always someone that is worse off than you are, that circumstances are harder than yours, that doesn't have what you have, the resources you have, or just um, the season of life that you're in. You could come alongside someone and reach out and help them. Sometimes, again, it's, it's being that extension of Christ's love to someone in need. And I know that you've had people come alongside you, and that's a good prompter to think about what can I do, how can I come alongside someone. For me, a lot of times it's just to, to be with someone and to listen and to be heard and to laugh and to recount memories. It's not always um, hard times, but a lot of times we need to remember the good times and come alongside someone. The third thing is um, encouragement. And I love First Thessalonians 5.11, encourage one another all the more. You know, encouragement is the act of inspiring others with renewed courage, a renewed spirit, and a renewed hope. To come alongside someone, encouragement can be a note of reassurance, a word of cheer, a gesture of support, or an act of kindness. Uh, It's intentionally doing or saying something to build someone up. And so there are, I mean, you can encourage someone in the grocery store. You can encourage the clerk for... um, working long hours over the holidays and you can thank them. You can take an interest in someone who maybe uh, doesn't have a friend and you just encourage them through this holiday season, just through an act of kindness. But remember, um, everyone needs encouragement along the way. And sometimes it can be the simplest thing you say that would give them encouragement and hope. I, as you most, I pause because most of you know that pom-poms are my um gift of encouragement to so many people because I believe that they can put a smile on people's face and that everyone um, needs to laugh sometimes and um, just get their mind off of whatever is uh, hurting them or whatever is painful memories and I don't know pom-poms I can just 
shake those pom-poms and say, hey, I believe in you, or hey, you can do this, or hey, I'm in your corner, I'm your biggest fan, I'm cheering you on. And I use those a lot in ministry just to encourage women who are uprooted. Uh, It's a great visual, and it's lots of fun. But So encourage someone, whatever that might look like to you. Number four is serving. Matthew 23, 11, the greatest among you shall be your servant. And serving is all about humbling yourself, maybe to do something that's out of your comfort zone. Um, Sometimes it's a thankless job that's hard work or a sacrifice of your time and energy. But it's giving yourself as a gift to others. It's not always glamorous and it's not always being center stage. Sometimes it's rolling up your sleeves and volunteering in the nursery or offering to babysit or, you know, say, hey, can I pick up something for you at the grocery store? Um, Just serving can come in many different forms and fashion and Sometimes uh, I have to stop and think, hey, if Jesus can do it, so can I. Because it's pretty amazing that Jesus kneeled down with a basin and a towel and washed the disciples' stinky, dusty, dirty feet. Um, I can certainly step out of my comfort zone and do something for someone that might require um, a big sacrifice on my part. Number five, be with me. Acts 2.28, you will give me wonderful joy in your presence. Oh, I love that. Being with me. Jesus set an example of being with his disciples by doing life together with them. You know, today we live in a world of people longing to connect that are alienated from each other. We're surrounded by people, but we're lonely. We go to church, but we're uninvolved. We wave to our neighbors, but don't take time to know them. We fill our emptiness with busyness instead of relationships. I believe that we have a being with crisis in our communities, in our neighborhoods, and even in our families. Oh, my friends, simply be with your family. Be with your children, your husband, your friends. Sometimes that's all it takes to close the gap of loneliness, the space of emptiness, and the longing to be connected. And you know, moving and being uprooted by life changes can set you up for feeling lonely and alienated. Be with someone. You don't always have to speak. You don't always have to have the right words to say, but just to be with them. And of course, Jesus set such an example of living life together and being with his disciples. Number six, just show up. Genesis twenty-one eighteen. go to him and comfort him. Oh, Just showing up in someone's life can make the difference between hope or despair, laughter or tears, calm or anxiety, happiness or sadness, and all it takes is you. 
you you know when someone has just showed up in your life you know the feeling of just having their presence it's like being with someone but just to show up i remember a time when a dear friend of mine had uh, breast cancer and she pulled away from all her friends she was a single woman that I had known for years and she seemed to pull away and just kind of hide in her house in a recluse fashion and I thought you know I've just there's something I have to do for her I just need to not only be with her I need to show up and I had spoken with her one morning and prayed with her on the phone but I could just tell by her voice that she was really down. And so I went to her house and knocked on the door. She didn't answer. Knocked again. She didn't answer. Finally, I said, hey, I know you're in there. You better come to the door. And finally, the door cracked just a little. And she said, what are you doing? And I said, I'm coming over to give you a pedicure and I'm going to paint your toenails. And she said, what? And I said, yes, I've brought some of my fingernail polish, my nail polish, and I want you to pick out a color and I'm just going to pamper you. And so I literally did uh, give her a little pedicure, Susan style, and painted her toenails and even put polka dots on her big toe and I must say that uh, we laughed a lot and when I left she smiled and thanked me and said thank you so much for just coming over unexpectedly unannounced but you knew that I needed uh, you to show up in my life I'll never forget that and it's a reminder to me to take the time because it takes time to show up in someone's life. Number seven, listen to my heart speak. Proverbs twelve fifteen reminds us the wise listen to others. You know, you, you get it. You've been there. You've had sadness in your eyes and your shoulders have drooped from the weight of the world. You've had tears that were close to the surface when your world was turned upside down. You may have been uprooted by a major life change and lost your sense of self and purpose. You may have that need for someone just to listen to you as your pain has poured out in words that may even ramble. You might need someone who will not just listen without judgment, but will have a compassionate, sensitive heart. Someone who will show love and care just by sitting with you, being with you, showing up, and then listening. Jesus loved enough and cared enough to listen to the brokenhearted and the lonely. Just as he bent his knee to serve his disciples, he bends his ear to listen to us. Psalm 116, 1 through 2 reminds us, I love the Lord because he hears my voice. He bends down and listens. Will you be that someone who listens to the cry of a hurting heart? It could be a new friend going through a tough transition. Just listen.
just listen. You might just be a step further down the road of adjustment than she is. And number eight, our last gift that you can give without ribbons is give to my need. Acts 20, 35, it is more blessed to give than to receive. You know, there are different ways to meet a person's needs, and it doesn't always cost money. It doesn't always mean financial support, although there are times that it does. But it might be taking something out of the freezer and taking it to someone's house or going to your pantry and putting something together or just gathering up some things that you have in your kitchen in excess that you know someone might be able to use. It might be hand-me-down clothes for the closet. I am a great hand-me-down. I love when someone gives me hand-me-downs, but it might be that, just the simplicity of cleaning out your closet and knowing, hey, I know someone who would love this. She's told me she liked it or made a comment, and I'm going to pass it on. It might be a need for home repairs or yard maintenance or babysitting. You name it. It could be any number of things. But when you see a need, do whatever you can. Do something in the name of Jesus. You know that someone's met a need in your life. And if you look back over each way of giving these eight gifts without ribbons, they all reflect Jesus and they all reflect how Jesus did it. You know, he didn't just tell us what to do. He demonstrated it. He lived it out. It's not about bringing attention to ourselves. It's about the overflow of his presence in our lives. It's saying, I am a follower of Christ and I belong to him. And I want to do this in the name of Jesus. Oh, my friends, I, I think of you often uh, as we do these podcasts together. And I do encourage you this season, regardless of what you're going through, uh, to think of the gifts that you might be able to give without ribbons. Let's make Christmas one long extended gift of ourselves to others. And you know what? In the midst of that, we might find a little of Jesus and a whole lot of his love along the way. God bless you this Christmas season. I'll be thinking about you. Uh, you always bring a smile to my, my face just knowing that you hang out with me each month through these podcasts. And hey, I will see you again soon. <music>